Hey, 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 welcome back to Splendid GNT. You're here with Polo. I'm Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Polo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race, Race Season 12. Are you ready to get into it? More than ready. Well, let's go. Now, let's start this segment off with a bit of ASMR. Oh, please. Are you, are you ready? So, it's only because I forgot to open up my Diet Coke. Paulo here. Yes. <laughs> I, hey. I forgot to open up my can, but I thought I'd just share the experience. A cold, frosty Diet Coke. That was wonderful. That gave me tingles. Okay, so that's, that's freaky. You know ASMR doesn't work on me. We're going to start our own ASMR channel, I think. A Pokemon theme. Sometimes I hear. Sometimes I hear you playing it, and I'm and I'm like, turn that off, please. Like he gets if he gets physically uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just really, really. But like the, it just reminds me of like a Coca Cola ad. Yeah, or a a Gordon's Gin advert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the G and T. We're gonna start reviewing episode three. Episode three. Episode three. So let's get into it. So last week, what happened is that we had part two of the premiere. We did, and we got a little preview, which continued on to episode three and the preview showed us um both of the worlds colliding both of yes. episode one queens both of the episode one and episode two queens come together and we start off this episode with a bit of a standoff don't we the queen standoff it's the sharks and the jets it's, it's very much the sharks and the jets <laughs> isn't it the bloods and the crypts the... it's exactly the same thing as they did in season six isn't it mm. where they tried to portray this massive rivalry and they had ooh a moment when they entered the workroom um, I felt like this was heavily produced. Of course, of course. Um, you know what it was? It was, okay, guys, I want you to just... I want a moment of you guys just giving us, like, you're yeah. eyeing each other out. Yeah. I want you to look really, really bitchy. And I want you guys coming in to look a bit surprised and yeah. shocked. And then <laughs> I'm going to count down from five to one. And then you guys are going to just embrace each other. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> we want a cliffhanger before the next episode. And I think this is going to do it. That's yeah. kind of what they're going for, weren't they? And it turns out there were already some l- sort of cross-camp yes. links. Jan and Britta are in the same drag family. Seems like all the New York queens knew each other. And there is there, there are five Because New York is the epicenter of drag. Did you know that? I've never heard that before. Yeah, at New York's where it's at, apparently. Oh. Like, you hear it every episode from every New York queen. <laughs> and we're going to hear it every episode from Britta. I heard it's very easy to be a drag queen in New York. I heard there's no competition. You know, there's plenty of like space in the changing rooms. Honey, I think it's easy to be a drag queen full stop. It's whether you get paid or booked for it. You know, a lot of drag queens walking around. I reckon do it it for the fun of it. I think these girls are just whinging. Yeah. So we got them coming together and then we're getting the kind of standoff like we said. But then there's also a kind of interrogation from, we're going to say the Premier One team. They're, they've obviously made a pact and they've, they've gone and saying, guys, we're not going to eat any of our, yeah. you know, our shit don't stink. <laughs> like we, you know, we're we all good. We all good. That fight we had, let's not talk about it. It and never happened. Dirty laundry has been washed and dried yes, and put yes, away. Yes, yes. And now we're just going to act like we're a cohesive and loving group. Like yes. we're all on the same page, one mind. <laughs> we're Much like the challenge. And they're like, oh, so uh, where's the drama? Who was the fight between? Tell us all about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we're all good. <laughs> they kind of give it away a bit. It's like, wow. Well, you know, the top two, Sherry and Jada had a bit of a standoff, but we're all cool now. And then there's a, there's a good edit, isn't there, with asking. So, so I don't know if they ask a specific widow. 
did you have an argument with anybody? And then it's kind of like whoosh, flashbacks. Oh yes, flashback with her having Fuck fight, them bitches. coming right back to her, and she's like, no, mm. <laughs> quite quite easily, no, no, me and Gigi, good, I'm good with everyone. <laughs> so you know, and, and it kind of got me confused as you said. It's like, it's what, what's a, what's with all this fake camaraderie? Like everyone's com- in competition with mm. everyone. Like stop, stop, stop all this fakery. <laughs> Still, I I imagine it's quite a bonding experience in spite of any conflict they might have had. Like the only people who appreciate what they've been through in the past sort of 48, 72 hours is is the other girls. So, I mean, a lot of the, I think we see, you know, we'll come up to it in a second, but the choices for the teams, um, I think it shows that the bonds are actually already set because most stay within their original groups as they did in season six. Well, let's skip to that then, okay? But we'll go to the mini challenge. The mini challenge. Else been, yeah, so we talk about the mini challenge yes. because you've jumped to it. I know, I'm sorry. So, You're no, messing no, no, with no, the no. schedule. So the mini challenge basically is they need to... Well, the winners the winners from last week was Widow and the other winner is Jada. Yes. Now, it's basically a flashback to UK season one. Yeah. Where they have to line up the girls from top to bottom, ultimately the best to the worst, and the um the the twist is that they have to do it to the other girls. Yes. So not to the, your premier sisters, you have to do it to the girls that you've you've met for ten seconds. I think this is a fantastic way of just stirring up dissent and dissatisfaction and bruising egos. It would, oh, yeah, it's ultimately gonna. No matter what you do, it's gonna bruise someone's ego. It's gonna yeah. make someone pissed off. And yeah, so that's what they had to do. Um, I think that was like ultimate shade. Oh, it's fantastic! Insert I loved it. Shade they should do that, that every season. They should just they should open the season with that every mm. time. So, um, so, so, what does Jada do? Jada lines. Um, she she did it. She who does she put first? Jada put Gigi first. Yes. Then Britta. Then Nikki. Then Jackie. Then Crystal. Then Heidi. Um, now, I didn't agree with a lot of these placements of that group. Uh, you know, let's. I guess we've taken Widow out of it. We're, we're really arranging the girls yeah. who are left, aren't we? I'd have put Britta at the top because she may not have been like in the top two last episode, but I still think she's got a lot of skills. She's very polished. I do think she's going to go far in this competition. I've, you know what? The difficulty here is that it's it's based on that snapshot yeah. judge. Oh, I just bit my lip. That snapshot oh. judgment on um, I just met you. And basically everything that they're doing right now is what I think about you when I first met you in that yeah. first 10 minutes. And according to that, I'm going to place you from top to bottom. But some of these queens are also known. Some of them do, if they don't know each other directly, Directly, they know each other through Instagram. They know about reputation. I do think Britta has a reputation. All the same. Then, I mean, other placements I would have disagreed with. Um, Heidi's placed at the bottom, which I guess, again, they're basing it on face value. But we've seen Heidi's really, really charming. She's really funny. She's got a range of skills. She's just a little unpolished, perhaps. But I'd have put her right in the middle. Give me give me your ranking for, okay. for that group of girls, including have- Widow. Okay. But we're doing the mix as well. I have scribbled this down. There's a lot of arrows and it's a little hard to follow, but I will get there. Okay. So I'd have put like Britta at the top. I'd have put like um, Jackie much higher. I'd put, I guess I'd have put it like Britta, maybe, or probably Jackie. Um, Gigi and Widow kind of interchangeable. No, 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 no. Just give me names top to bottom. Okay. Widow, then Gigi. Yep. Um, then, then, um, Nikki, 
No, Heidi, then Nikki, then Crystal. For someone who's already scribbled this down, you're quite hesitant with your placements. Look at my diagram. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> God, sorry. Aiden equals M, carry the three, carry Britta down here. <laughs> like, girl, what is it? Just put it in order. It's easy. This is what the inside of my brain looks like, okay? <laughs> Do you know what? I would have been that person. I, I, I told you, I would have done it purposely. I would have stirred the pot. I would have put Britta at the bottom mm-hmm. because you know, because you know, I would have done that mind game <laughs> thing. Britta would have been right at the bottom, and like I would, I would have called her Brenda. Brenda, oh sorry, Britta, Britta, sorry, Britta, Britta. Can you just move down to the bottom here? Uh-huh. I would have put like Heidi at the front. Um, I, I would have really mixed it up. The next group of girls goes from um that widow ranks is yes. at the top. We got Sherry. Pie. Yeah. After Shrew Pie, we got Jan, Jan, then Dahlia, Dahlia, then Sakura, and then Aiden. See, for me, I would have put Sakura somewhere near the top. Um, right, I agree. Definitely. She deserves to be higher. My, what all I'd have done, I th- Dahlia being in the middle was a mystery to me. I guess it's based on the fact that she looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I would have just moved Dahlia right to the end and that would have bumped Aiden and Sakura up a place. Yep. Oh, but where would Jada go in that mix? I'd have put Sherry and Jada sort of interchangeable. I think they're both going to go really far in the competition, but they've got different skill sets. Mm. I would have put Jada middle near the middle near the end. I'd put Sakura on the top. I'd put Aiden second. This is just me stirring the pot. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what I really want to do is I want to let them know that you're not you're not as good as you think you are, girl. Like I I, I would have done this specifically. Now you know who else has done this, Vivian. Now let's be honest. Yeah. That one the good thing about doing this top to bottom thing is that RuPaul is from the get go setting up drama. She's yeah. from the get go trying to get personalities to clash. She wants that conflict, doesn't she? And when Vivian did it, Vivian put um Davina the Campo in the middle, middle bottom. That was a power move. And Defo. that really was a power move because yeah. if there's a drag queen that is known in the UK, it's Davina De Campo. Yeah. And Davina De Campo knows that. And I think that Davina De Campo kind of took it quite personally oh, when she was put in the middle and all these amateurs were put before her. It became a personal vendetta yes. for her to prove to Vivian after that that she was more than just red hair in a silver dress. You must be a decampo. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's kind of what the whole point of this power play is. You know what? Heidi looked so pressed. Heidi, press, 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 press. <laughs> Heidi don't need no, no press. press. Like She looked pressed when she was at the bottom and it was so it's cute. she was really undeserved. A- Aiden as well, those little talking head about how she... I th- she didn't say unbothered. She said, I'm unbothered. <laughs> no, she's, she's I'm, I'm unbothered. She said unbothered, I swear. No, she said unbothered. Well, like, but the way she says it, it's it was, like, honey, you're clearly bothered. I was thinking, She's like, Aiden, honestly. Aiden, tell your face yeah. that you're unbothered. Like, but, fuck your drag, fuck your mom, because I'm unbothered. <laughs> I don't really care. I don't really care. A- Aiden, yeah, I wish her. you the worst, but I'm clearly unbothered. I really don't, I really don't care. I'm I unbothered. Supreme misfortune upon you and yours, <laughs> but I'm unbothered. May coronavirus consume <laughs> your soul, but I'm unbothered. I really don't care. I'm unbothered, babes. Babes, I'm good. I'm unbothered. <laughs> um, but bless it, I think Aiden's getting quite annoyed with, with being overlooked and undermined in this way. Yes, yes, yes. But I don't think it's justified based on what we've seen so far. Well, no, 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 no. But I think when it comes to first impressions and when it comes to standing out um, in a room full of other drag queens who mm. are very, very loud, who yeah. are very, very extroverted, and she's quite 
quiet, isn't she? she? And she comes from a very different place. Yes. Like stylistically, in terms of thought processes, in terms of links, she doesn't really have much of a drag family. Um, family family she doesn't have a family she ain't family family. yeah so so based on that is how they're they're ranking her basically let's go to the maxi challenge for this week well i think another like interesting relationshipy thing is um the captains and who they select oh god i almost so so what's the plot twist here with bottoms well the bottoms get to choose and the winners of the previous episode get to choose so choose what choose teams for oh. uh, <laughs> okay. improvisation challenge um sorry i'm not a very good explainer well, well, first let's explain what the maxi challenge is yeah mm-hmm. let's do that so the maxi challenge this is why you're the producer <laughs> <laughs> like girl you're jumping all sorts of hoops here <laughs> Told you, i've shown yeah. you a diagram of my brain <laughs> so the maxi challenge for this week is for this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be improving your way through a little show we like to call The World's Worst. <laughs> yeah. Working in four teams, you'll play wannabe performers with big dreams, outrageous backstories, but a new talent whatsoever. And you need to make us laugh. Hashtag Drag Race. So that is the Maxi Challenge for this week. World's worst. The world's worst. Mm. And the plot twist that we mentioned before is that the four captains yeah. are going to be the two winners, which was Jada and Widow, yeah. and also the two bottoms. There mm. are bottoms. Two <laughs> bottoms um, that they put in the top to bottom ranking. So that's Aiden, now going to be added to the group. It's going to be Heidi, and it's going to be Aiden. And they get the most advantage because they get first pick. Yes. And isn't it interesting how they choose their groups, especially? Aiden. So Aiden's the first to choose, and Aiden chooses Miss Sherry Pie. And Sherry Pie, you know, usually when you're chosen first, every other, you know, season, Mm. they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Sherry Pie was chosen, um, you could just see the look of, she's like, ah. Yeah, I think I don't think she was thrilled. <laughs> yeah, she's like, ah. Aiden and- clearly chose who she perceived would be the strongest in a comedy improv challenge. Yes, and she I, was. It was a solid smart, choice. It was a smart yeah. selection. Then Heidi also made a solid choice. And went for Jackie. Yes, um, you know, again, probably the another New Yorker and like the strongest comedy girl in her set, wasn't mm-hmm. she? Then Widow went. And she cho- chose Nikki, and I think this is based on friendship. It- Friendships aren't got, friendships are not going to get you friendship. Friendship, yes, yes. <laughs> friendship is not going to get you the crown. Like, no. come on, like you, you need to get the skills. Like yeah. she, there's a jam. There's a music theater. Uh, she was standing there, there grinning away, there, jazz like, handing away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. jazz hands. <laughs> <Choose> me <laughs> for mama. And she just she goes for Chris, she goes for Nick Nikki, and I'm like, mm. girl, she's a fashion queen. Based on friendship. But yes. also like, you know, I think Nikki did perform well on stage last week. Uh, better than her critiques would indicate. I oh, think. Definitely, maybe, definitely. Maybe she thought that would translate, but, but mm. it remains to be seen. And Jaden snatches up Jan. Wise choice. Now yes. we go back to Aiden. Aiden selects Britta. Who I was surprised wasn't already snatched up. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think Britta was like, what girls? Yeah, I'm, Br- I'm, I'm from New York. Hello. Yeah. Do you guys not know that I'm from New York? There that are I, um... numerous instances in this episode where Britta, the look on her face is like, what's going on? Why am I not being recognized as the 
queen of everything. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of amusing, but also I get where she's coming from. I, I think they're kind of sleeping on her a little bit, but there we go. Wake up, Britta. Wake up, Britta. Wake up. Heidi chooses Gigi. Pro- probably the next best choice, really. Jada selects Dahlia. Or maybe Sakura. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Jada chooses Dahlia and then Widow chooses Crystal. I am so shocked that Sakura is the last one to be selected. Widow went for friendship again. She said my Missouri sister Crystal. Mm. So uh, Widow didn't choose very wisely. This ain't RuPaul's best friends race, girl. Jada went on friendship too because Dahlia's... An a- we saw in, the, in episode two that Dahlia's her main ally. You know, she tried to mm-hmm, rope, rope mm-hmm. her into sticking up for her at one point, which exactly. didn't work out that well. And then Sakura just, yeah, like maybe she hasn't formed the same alliances that the other girls have. And maybe they're not seeing that she is actually funny, kooky, comic and could be really good in a challenge. Yeah, like a surprise. I mean, her, her verse pick. in the rep, her verse in the rep was basically acting. Mm. Yeah. Remember? And then she's like, hey, I'm a 1920s kind of person. I want to <laughs> yeah. do this, do that. Like, yeah. she was an actor. She used her acting to cover up the fact that she couldn't sing. Like, yeah. I I thought people would have picked up on that. And she's got good vibes. And then Sakura went for who she described as her sisters from the opening episode. There we go. That's what she did. I don't. I mean, I, actually, as we'll see, I think Sakura did really well in this challenge. But yeah. was that the strongest team to go for? Again, she used friendship, it seems. Um, Aiden is the only one who selected someone outside of her premier sisters. Yes. And and I'm, what I'm thinking is that like she hasn't really formed a strong bond in her own group. Everyone in her own group are already putting her down as, you know, they interrogated mm-hmm. her straight away. She obviously doesn't feel that sense of comfort yeah. or sisterhood with that group. So for her to choose outside, um, she, she's actually saying, screw y'all, who's going to make me win? Which yes. I think is the best way to think, Sherry Pie. And who else? Britta. And I'm purely just, I'm, I'm getting the best people for my team. I think she made smart choices, but it's probably also somewhat indicative of her level of confidence at the moment that she felt she needed to be bolstered by these, um, by these personalities, who we see quite quickly actually start to overpower her during mm. the, the planning and rehearsal phase. Um, I... I think from the outset, neither Sherry nor Britta is actually being very kind to Aiden. Well, yeah, we, we see that immediately. First of all, so they've all been given four scripts each. Mm-hmm. Aiden's got given the um, three girls one brain. <laughs> That's their script for the improv. So just thinking about it, I, the, the, the performance itself we'll get to, but it just makes me chuckle. Heidi's group is the Dalrio triplets. We got yes. Jada's group, which is the Fruity Patoli. Yeah. And then we got um, the Squirrel Scouts, which is team Widow's Widow. team. Okay. Mm-hmm. So being the team leader, um, we're, we're, what I'm looking at now are the groups and how they talk in the workroom. They're coming up with the planning. And it just seems straight away that for Aiden, she, her ideas are getting, um, or her, her contribution is kind of being dismissed. I mean, some of this could be in the edit, but certainly the narrative is that, yeah, Aiden's getting shot down and getting steamrolled. I mean, you could argue she brought it on herself a little because she's chosen two of the biggest egos in the room. Mm. Um, but yeah, they're not being kind to her. It's yeah. not like we, we. I think it's it's interesting to contrast them if we skip ahead a little directly to the Del Rio triplets where Jackie is very encouraging and supportive of the other girls and kind of teaches them and brings them along and lifts them up with her. She's the opposite really, isn't she? She's very, let's do this. Let's do this little improv bits. Let's, let's be in our bodies. This is the first rule of improv. And they seem to have a really good vibe and they, they yeah. bond really well. Yeah. Because what we do, what we see after the challenge as well mm-hmm. is that, 
which was quite unnecessary. And I'm I am gonna skip um skip forward to this part. After they do the challenge, Britta goes up to Aiden and tells Aiden, like, hey, um basically you were a shit leader. Yeah, and, um, and Sherry you joins really in. didn't lead. And yeah. Sherry, who I thought would be someone who was, you know, like wouldn't join in and add fuel to it, jumps in as well and says, yeah. "Yes, you know what? Actually, Aiden, yeah, you didn't really do anything, and you picked us, and you're gonna rely on us." Like it was, like yeah. you don't need to do that. Like for someone like Britta and Sherry, like you guys are names. Yes, you've you've done the damn thing over and over. You work professionally, seven gigs. I mean, you're from New York City, you know. Yeah. We've heard it all. You should feel so comfortable in who you are as a drag queen to just let it be. There's no need for you to drag Agree. to drag her down. Like, and I and I, and I look back at Bianca Daria when Bianca Daria mm. was um, paired up with Trinity K Bonet yep. for that challenge. Bianca didn't use it as a way of letting her know how shit she was at acting and how much she's too much in her head. No, she. Bianca changed her whole strategy and she decided, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm going to mother her, I'm going to get her there, to I'm going to support her to get the girl. best out of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're so good at what you do, there's no need for you to drag someone Completely down. Completely agree. So there was no need for Britta and Sherry to, in, in a way, bully yeah. Or, or, or bully Aiden and let her know, hey, look, you know, you're a crap leader. Like, if I'm part of a team, I don't care who the leader is, I'm in it and I want us to be good. So yeah. I'm going to do my best and make sure if I'm the best at whatever the challenge is, I'm going to bring you up with me. That's what you do because, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that's what you will do. Yeah. And I'm not going to then turn around and say, you know, you're a shit leader. There's no point for that. It disappointed me that, exactly as you said, two such talented girls felt the need to do that to Aiden, who's clearly you know a smaller fish in a big pond at the moment um maybe it's a di- indicative of the sort of fragility of their egos that they need to like shore themselves up in that way and also it's particularly disappointing with sherry because she did have a moment in the last episode where she did encourage aiden mm. it was briefly yes. shown what a, so that, that was particularly, what a complete 360 so it was a bit like oh I'm, I'm with britta now so i'm with my real pal and it's a bit like hmm Sorry, sister, you know, a minute for myself. Anywho. So that's, that's what I thought of that group dynamic. Yeah. Now let's look at the group dynamic for Fruity Patootie. Now in the funny, planning. Funny mixed bag of fruits and vegetables, this group. Batch. It's a funny batch of uh, people yes. we have here, don't kind we? Kind of misshapen. So we have like, we have Jadra and Dahlia, who clearly are a little alliance. And then we've got Sakura and Jan who I think probably formed their own little deal on the other side because I think they get this kind of performance a bit better than the other two girls. And there's particular attention about this golden roll of the bad apple, wasn't there? And it kind of got a bit funny. It's like, I guess it was like an easy stereotype role. It's easy to march in there and be the mad, bad, sad apple, isn't it? I'm just going to be the villain. Anybody could have embraced that. Yeah, I mean, there are certain characters that are easier to play in scripts, and it's always easier to play the flamboyant, over-the-top, angry, bad person. Do you know what I mean? And also that person usually tends to steal the scene because of the volume of that character, the volume of that role. Um, and also another easy character to play is the drunk one, which we see another person playing Scrolls Cuts. But sticking with Fruity Patootie, there's a moment between Sakura and yeah, Jada yeah. and that, that I want to highlight, like, they both want the bad apple roll. Yeah. And Sakura does what you should never do to someone, to another person who is 
very sure of himself uh-huh. and someone who's which very very self-assured which mm-hmm. jada is she goes i really want to roll a big <laughs> apple but if you want it you can have it and jada's like yep yeah, okay i'll take it she gave her permission to say no yeah so yeah, sakura I'll take it. really needs to work on asserting herself yeah <laughs> she's such a sweetheart oh, she's one no. of my favorites in this program and she is like her talking heads are lovely and funny and her little interactions and her mannerisms are fantastic but i want her to do well in this competition and i'm mm. hoping that she has an arc where she learns to stand up for herself and go do you know what i'm taking this for myself um because jada and i admire jada for this and i think she's fabulous she's just very like um no <laughs> no sorry it's not up for negotiation well, it's, it's like you know when you're at dinner and there's, mm. there's like there's the last chip left or there's the last chicken wing <laughs> yeah. and someone goes to me oh uh I want to, but if you want to, you can have it. I will always take it. <laughs> Do you know what? That's not news to me. I will always um, say if, if I may or may not have been in that situation with you if, on a regular basis. If, I, if, if if you offer, it's mine. I'm like, okay, thank you, and I won't even think twice about it. So don't, so don't, yeah. don't give anyone the option yeah. to be allowed to take it without being apologetic because mm. you've given that permission. Definitely. It's interesting that these are the girls that Sakura said were her support system. Um, (laughs) I I think she's actually referring to Jan. I think her and Jan have possibly a little bit of a friendship blossoming. Possibly get each other because they love like... flamboyant comic characters and that kind of thing during and, during the workroom walk around the yeah. rue walk around rue does ask sakura he goes yeah. sakura why did you choose this group and she's like well you know these are my premier sisters and they're like um provide a emotional core for an me. apple core in any uh, <laughs> an emotional a good emotional core for me and then when rue asks do you need an emotional core mm. i just felt like she was forced into an improv answer good good <laughs> yeah. practice for the good practice for the um the actual challenge mm-hmm. she's like well you know like because i've been going through a lot of um drama and these girls are <laughs> like how is that gonna help you be a good actor honey yeah, how yeah. is that gonna help <laughs> do you know what i mean and like it's just like she was she, called out yeah she wasn't able to assert herself but as we'll see she made the best of what she had so the funny thing is like you said just then is mm. that she's like these girls are an emotional core for me Mm. and there was no there was no emotional support when you were asking to be big apple they're just like no not gonna happen sorry we're ready it's too late bye next next (laughs) so that was that was that moment that we saw from there. What about the Del Rio triplets? Tell me about your thoughts on their planning I, and I how they look like they're going to attack the challenge. These guys, the the, I don't know if like you might know these guys, but like they're based on I think the Del Rubio triplets who are like performing triplets like over decades in the USA, but I think they came to prominence in the. 80s because they were like really fun and campy and dressed you know they were in their 60s or 70s at this point they dressed really age inappropriately with like low cut tops and high skirts and they were, they were real oh. triplets who performed I've never so I didn't know that from. I had a vague idea that I thought come through culture well I had a vague idea that I recognised Del Rio I mean obviously that's Bianca but I've heard of this before then I did a quick Google search as you do and uh, yeah the Del Rubio sisters mm. look them up guys they're and, fun and like what we said before jackie does the opposite of britta and yeah. tripai and she actually lifts them mm. up she teaches them okay because she, you're only as good as your weakest person and jackie she's she's lovely and self-assured but in a supportive way exactly um she's 
presenting as the opposite of, of Heidi and Sherry in this challenge. And what is the number one rule for improv? Yes, and... Yeah, look at you. You I, could be a triplet. <laughs> you I actually look like one of the Del Rubio sisters. Um, um, I think they're working well under the guidance and leadership of Jackie. Even mm-hmm. though Heidi is technically the leader, Heidi has no qualms yeah. recognising that this is not her strength. And yeah. actually, I'm happy to let the reins be passed to Jackie. Uh, to actually help the team out. What does become clear is that Heidi just got so much natural charm and humour that it, it's just it's just gonna with, it, with the right nurturing, it, it she's gonna blossom in this challenge. Mm. Um, and I think Jackie recognises that. And Jackie like doesn't try to like seize the mantle of leadership or go on about like, well, I had to be the leader when I wasn't really supposed to be the leader, kind of mm. thing. You know, she just she just wants them to succeed as a group, and she helps them. I do feel like um, Gigi um, fades into the background a bit this episode after being high in the first episode. Yeah, a lot of that's to do with the role that's chosen when she's more of a prop than. A character, I think. What do you want to? Should we go into talking about them so that people have more context about how? Should we quickly touch on Team Widow, then go into the performances? Yeah, well, so Widow's group is yeah. called the Squirrel Scouts. The yeah. Squirrel Scouts. Squirrel Scouts. The Squirrel Scouts. And you know what? They are the odd appearing. They aren't are. they? Yeah, they're a funny trio, but they seem to get on well. They like each other. They seem to have a little friendship bro- blossoming. Mm. They're three very different performers. And interestingly, this one seems to be based, this challenge, like they've got to inhabit three different archetypes, haven't they? They've got a drunk one, a smart one, and a sexy one. And it only seems to be Widow who embraces that. I mean, the, there's so much scope to like be the, the silly, sexy slut character, isn't there? Or to be like the, ooh, overly cerebral, like brain box character. And neither of the other two girls seem to get that. It's only Widow who seems to be kind of embracing the drunk drunk hoe the thing about improv is that improv you need to first of all know your character Mm. inside out you need to know who you are Mm -hmm. um what what do you do that's classically you um why you do it yeah um what do you think about certain things so that when you're put in the environment you know exactly how to react yes you know exactly how you respond to something you you know how to engage with your sisters you Mm -hmm. know how to answer questions because your your character knowing your character inside out is the main thing that you that all of these girls need to know Yes. And you need to accept what's happening and add to. Definitely. That's what the yes and is. And Widow seems to have more of an idea of how to do that than um, than Nikki and Crystal. Uh, yeah, well, we'll start off with, let's go through the actual performance and let's start with Squirrel Scouts. I think it's so much easier to play a drunk person. <laughs> well, there we go. Widow was smart in embracing that role. Like, yeah, it, it is. It's going to be inherently funny. Yeah, it was. It was the easiest thing to do was to act like you don't know what you're doing. You do a maniki shame, you know, at the reunion. Like, <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? That's what they should have done. I mean, yeah. So that that's basically it. Um, but having said that, like Nikki's role could have potentially been very easy as well. Just like the ooh, and the ditzy slutty bimbo kind of thing. I'm a rock destroyer. Yeah. Well, she should have she just done it in French. 
I mean, her. Yeah. If, if uh, English is going to be a barrier, if, if the language is going to be a barrier, then it's comedy. And Make what sexier funny. language is that than French? Yes, and you could have just you could have done your own thing. Um, what I think about them, I think that they were uh, quite. It was it was a, a, quite a weak group. It, wasn't a, it was a quite a weak acting group for them as well. To quote Trinity the Tech, where were their jokes? Mm. The only one I really got was the best stop joke, which was funny. Um, we all love Roxy Andrews best up best up joke. Um, but that's where it ended, unfortunately. You liked a couple of <laughs> you liked well, Crystal's was, you know, like little Crystal, response. Crystal <laughs> she was very cute, was she? yeah, she's got a, a lot of cute <laughs> little things. Um her responses are like, yeah. <laughs> 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 the thing is, she wasn't able to like follow the rules of improv. Exactly, she, that's why, I, and I was laughing yeah. because you could see her mind going. Uh, <laughs> sure, okay. But she didn't. She say no though. Wasn't she like, uh, like Ross was Ross and Chara were throwing bones, weren't they? He was like, "Is there squirrel juice in this?" And she's like, "No." no. <laughs> is it organic? Uh, no. Yeah, that that was it. So there's not much to report on that group except that Widow was doing a good job. I mean, Widow like, was. She was saying like yeah. things like, um, "It's mustard," and mm. it's um, you know, when they're talking about the certain badges, yeah. they're also talking about like, um, she was saying that she uses sticks as tampons. Like <laughs> that kind of made me laugh. It was all awful, of them need to go in having their one liners ready. This is yeah. basically a good warm-up for the snatch game for them they need Definitely. to go their character needs to have something funny to say mm-hmm. and then you find the right moment to say it yeah basically that's what it is you know what i mean yes i do know what you mean yeah uh, let's talk about the del rio trio the del taco trio uh as as laganja called bianca that time um so yeah like to come back to gigi gigi doesn't shine a lot in this because she's a prop throughout she has a little moment at the end and that's it the rest yeah. of the time she's a corpse i thought Gigi died way too early and she, she did like she died in the first 10 seconds but was, and then she comes back alive in the last 10 seconds it was necessary for the whole joke to work about her being a ventriloquist dummy essentially wasn't it so i think Gigi was quite big in this situation in sacrificing um her potential to have a starring role for the good of the skit sure yeah so overall though this, <laughs> sure jan the, the, sure jan sure jan the team worked really well together um jackie was hilarious as essentially the puppet master my one of my favorite bits in the whole episode was uh, she looks like a young carol channing Raspberries. <laughs> that was good she kind wit. of just yeah she was like and the look on her face, like, yeah. you know, everything that Jackie did was hilarious. Like, you know, she had her own character and then like you could see her trying really hard yeah. to be a ventriloquist. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was good. Jackie actually provided the core. Yes. She provided the core that held the group together. Definitely. So that, like no one went off the rails because she really, really held the storyline. She really, mm. really held the purpose. She held everything together. And it actually gave a lot of leeway for Heidi to just be high yes. energy yeah, and, yeah. and just really, really great and just be herself without being lost and Heidi, out of control. Yeah. Heidi was fantastic. Heidi was. Um, Heidi was really good. And Jackie appreciated that. She said it in a talking head. like Heidi's our little breakout star. Uh, taking it to church, spitting out the flipper. Yes. All those bits were super duper funny and she did them very, very well. The, the you know, she, she, she's the classic uh, old yeah. lady that dances in yeah. church. I'm a 
Jeez, heck, it's a church. <laughs> nah. Woo! Woo! She, she was really good. She was, she was really good. And you know what? Yeah. It was a big if you. It was a big middle finger <gasps> to you, Jada, yes. for putting her in the bottom. And I think this was really, really her... But what she really wanted to say Good. with yeah. that performance and with that week because she did not deserve to be put at the bottom. And this was a good way of saying it. Good for her for not letting her confidence be knocked. And I think like she's like a lovely pot plant and she was taken out of the, the shade. She was put in a ray of sunshine, watered, given a little bit of food and she blossomed. Oh, that's correct. Let's go to Fruity Patootie. Fruity Patootie. So this is a funny group. Um, again, yeah, like Dahlia, she was barely there. D- Dahlia was playing this res- really reserved country, bl- Blanche Devereux <laughs> kind of character <laughs> that was really, really un- unsure, very, very unaware about who yeah. her character was. Like she... She didn't have any anything to say, and it was just very like this, like really yeah. feeling myself. <laughs> I'm a Brock ally. She was the pretty, I don't, one of the prettiest broccolis I've ever seen. Oh, she's she, lovely, yes. and the, the like. You could you could see her boobies and the nips and everything. And that was kind of funny, but like it was it was. This is one of the weaker concepts as well. I do think the the Squirrel Scouts wasn't a strong concept. Mm. This wasn't a strong. It got really muddy and lost. Like, I didn't know what the point was. Like, why would you go on a talent show to be kind of gay rights activists? It didn't make sense to me why they were there. I think they were trying to pick it apart too much. They're they're picking apart like you know everyone everyone's accepted in in a community and comparing that to like fruit and vegetables. But like, what was their performance? You know, (sighs) same with the Girl Scouts. Like, what was their performance? They were supposed to be like really funny. Remember, like that joke. Knock knock. Okay. Who's there? Orange, orange, you, orange. You glad that we can live in a community that exists? <laughs> that, that brings on to Sakura, who had all the best lines and delivered exactly. the best lines. Uh, the stand for me, the standout of this whole thing was Sakura. I will say, ever since this, uh, we've seen this sketch. Paolo has been still laughing about the fruit punch line. <laughs> Are you thirsty? Because I've got some fruit punch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was the, the one I really liked was, um, how many doctors do I have to eat a day to keep you away, Apple? And the thing is, all of the amazing puns came from Sakura, the yes. orange. So she, I don't know why she felt so insecure. She actually used it in security to boost her character. She created the standout character, whereas... Jada Apple should have overshadowed everybody. She became like, I'm the feisty orange who's fighting back kind of thing, didn't she? She, who's she funny. was she was the person who reacted the most. She was the person who improved. She held she was the standout in Fruity Patrity. I just wish there were more puns. Like where were the where were the puns? The other girls weren't doing the puns. Um like, do you know what was really clear to me? And it, it's going to be, I hope it's gonna be a real strength for Sakura, is that she's been raised on Saturday morning cartoons. Like that's why that's like her inspiration behind these puns. This is like classic Saturday morning cartoon pun territory. Yeah, I mean, if you were a fruit, you would be a fine apple. <laughs> <laughs> was it was that actually directed at me or that was directed at you, Doctor? Oh wow, I'm you, getting doctor. a compliment today. <laughs> I'm very grateful for this uh, opportunity. Do you remember um, the time that Bjork accepted an award and she just went, "I am." Grateful grapefruit. 
It's amazing. Uh, yeah. And the last group that we're going to talk about is the, what is it? The Three, three Girls and one, one Brain. I will say this is one of my favorites because just the... The three of them stood together, like with their lightning frazzled hair and just being so goofy and vacant and trying to do this speaking in unison thing just made me laugh from the outset. It was stupid and I really liked it. Was, <laughs> there was no weak link in this. This is true. true. In, in my opinion, in my professional 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 opinion, there was no weak link. Aiden, mm-hmm. Aiden seems... Uh, to perform she she you know what she, yeah. she did say it in, in her first episode and she she hasn't lied every mm-hmm. time she's done a performance she has risen to the occasion she has an act so for i'm it. yeah so yeah. don't don't sleep on aiden i mean agree a lot of people are i mean i i was but like she yeah. she stood out in the last week's performance she stood out in this one and to also be able to maintain and stay on the same level as Britta and Sherry is a huge thing. But yes. I felt she did it. They Completely did agree. they didn't overshadow her. They did really, really well um as actors, but yeah. they didn't like leave her behind. Props to Aiden. I I am not ashamed to say uh, I'm not too proud to say that I've fully revised my opinion of Aiden since the Meet the Queens, where she yeah. came off as a bit like standoffish and a bit uninteresting since getting to know her over the past few episodes i really like her she's got a lot of vulnerability and i think she is talented she she does do this whole like performative character based um kind of performance art really Mm. and um you know considering she doesn't have like formal training like props to her like I, i would love it if she had more and more opportunities to develop her craft um, clearly she's um, yeah she's fab she's really talented and exactly as you say to keep up with Britta and Sherry in this was excellent mm. now to me the three of them I really of the others kind of had uniforms didn't they but they I think these guys put their looks together and it was basically frazzled electrified Susie Sue from Susie and the Banshees a Shaka Khan impersonator and Edie Edie Massey from um, John Waters' films, or Divine. Divine. Bit of a, bit of a, com- bit of a combination of the two, mm. really. Edie and Divine together. I thought, no, I yeah, definitely thought that this group was well done. It was yeah. just, and they had that look in the eyes, like, i really got to make sure I'm yeah, yeah. saying it at the same time as them. And simultaneously, simultaneously vacant, vacant, but... but- Concentrating, concentrating really, really hard. hard. It's difficult, it's difficult to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could no, be no. two gays, one uh, brain. Uh, okay. I'm not. Um, don't assume. Sorry, categorization. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was it. That was the performance for the world's worst. Um, I really did. And I mean, it wasn't like the worst. Oh, can I just say, like, I'd really like the way it ended as well. Um, three girls. Oh yes, because the, the way Britta was really funny when she was like dragging Aiden away. It's like it's two girls, one fucking brain. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> the girls did really, really well. The yeah. girls did really, really well. Um, my who was your stand? First of all, what was your favorite group? The favorite group. I can't really decide between Three Girls, One Brain and the Del Rio Sisters. Okay. Um, I could give a standout for each group. Go. Yeah. Jackie in the Del Rio Sisters, Widow, Widow in the Squirrel Scouts, um, Lovely Sakura in the Fruity Patootsies, and uh, to be honest, 
Three Girls, One Brain, I'm not going to name a winner because I thought they're all fab. Just looking at the performances, let's let's see who now is the top three and who is the bottom three. Yes. Just from the performances. From the performances, the top three for me is Jackie, hands down. Yep. Um, Sherry. And I would have to say Sakura. Yeah, I think Sakura should have been top three. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Really, I do. really, I do. Really, really good. Really, really con- convincing. Really convincing yeah. performers. The bottom three was um, definitely Dahlia. Yeah. Um, definitely Nikki. Yeah. And um, Crystal. It Crystal. was. Crystal. Much, much as I like, they're three fabulous girls, but they were. They were in the bottom. Do you know what I think? Like, Crystal's got such a charm. She's just so charming, isn't she? She's lovely in and out of drag. Um, She's just got this, like, fern, kooky, positive spirit. Yes. And much as we love a a bitchy, kind of acerbic drag queen, we also love a sunshiny sort of spirit, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's like she's, she's sun rises. She's there to, like... Give good vibes to everyone, and I feel mm-hmm. like she's she's really really there. She's really really there, and I and I and I really want her to come out of her shell, and I really want to see more Crystal because mm-hmm. I really want to see what she has. Yes, because yeah, I, yeah. I do want to see her, but I'm not seeing a lot of her. She's not getting a lot of airtime. So obviously we can't produce any spoilers. We'll have to wait till the end of ep- the end of the episode to find out who goes home. Yes, <laughs> yes, whether we get to see more of Crystal. <laughs> Let's look at the runways. Yeah, because yes. not much goes on in the workroom after no. that. Um, no, because we already discussed the workroom. The workroom came back to them, kind of discussing about what's happened. Um, that that what happened in the actual performance, the production of World's Worst, and then that's where we see a little bit of a nasty side to Britta and Sherry. Definitely, towards I Aiden, agree. It wasn't pleasant. In contrast to Jackie's more mm-hmm. supportive um, energy that helped bring her group up, we De- also. Dahlia has a little moment, doesn't she, that, you know, we know that if people are having a moment, they're either top or bottom and potentially going home. And she talked about her having a twin who is also gay and is trying to um, take her thing and also do drag at the moment. How would I would I would hate. First of all, I would hate to be a twin. I would not want someone who is me. I would not want, and I think the world would not want another Bolo. So can we just put that out there? But I, I, think I the world myself, needs more Bolos. <laughs> I myself would not want it to be a twin. And then now, if that twin is also gay, that's even more like crap. Now they want to do my thing. I'm I'm like, hold up, hold the phone. I thought I thought you weren't categorizable. I thought you weren't again. I, I would not. I would not. So I, I'm with you, Dahlia, on your on you having no time for your twin trying to do your thing. No, do something else. <laughs> do something else. I mean, be a bodybuilder or something. Yeah, <laughs> bloody hell. Yeah. Yes, but that, that moment's there. Now let's get into the runway. So the runway is buttons and bows. No, this this week's category is um, worst dress. <laughs> a lot of it was trash. I don't care what they think that yeah. they. I don't know. I don't. I don't care what they heard, because what they did was worst drag. I think it's it was interpreted so interestingly by a lot of the queens and a lot of the. I guess really, when you think about it, buttons and bows can look just like really crafty and hodgepodge and unfinished. But there's so much scope to make it so chic and elegant. And I was thinking of kind of like, what about kind of like, you know, pussy bows and that kind of thing? Mm. Or um, like I was thinking about 
Bose, I think they were pretty big last year on some of the runways. And there was these big like Givenchy rucksacks with giant bows coming off them. I thought like that's the way to go. Like beautiful like column dresses with giant exaggerated drag bows, you know. Um, but who am I? I am not a fashion designer. I am not a drag queen. So who knows what's all come down the runway? Okay, so the first queen to come down is Jada. Yeah. She was doing a kind of pink ladies. Yeah, Pink ladies that. inspired yeah. kind of um, with a big bow and pink. It was. Yeah. It was, it was kind of, there was a, yeah, there was a kind of, the, the silhouette of the dress is quite similar to her spring runway. I think she loves that silhouette and so she should. It shows off her beautifully padded body. But she had a sort of jacket over it that was like all bows, didn't she? And a giant bow in her hair. Jada was one of the prettiest on the on this runway. Next up, we got Dahlia. What? I didn't like this I a lot. I didn't understand that thing on her head. I usually like a pastel color scheme, but this kind of got muddy under the lights or something. The blue and the pink. Um, the the thing on her head, I think it was kind of like an exaggerated version of those Louis Vuitton bunny ears that we saw a okay, few years ago. Yeah. But it was exaggerated and it wilted and it was kind of like, oh, what's going on here? It looked like a pastel version of Aja's mm. manga with that was in the dryer and shrunk a little bit i just that's what i felt like it was do you know what she actually looks much better without it like when she takes it off it looks so good and it complements her face like that 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 powder pink pussycat yeah it's like alaska's um wig that she wore in the finale but also uh when she was the um uh you know executive realness yeah, mm-hmm. with the suit and the pink wig. Next up we got, is it Sakura? One of my favourites. I like Sakura's one. The long as Rapunzel weave of yes. all the bows in it. The classic Alice in Wonderland um, silhouette and look. I thought it was yeah. very, very cute and just very happy. Yeah, Taking lovely. me to that really nice kind of like place. Fits in with her cartoon aesthetic, doesn't it? Mm. She mentioned the Alice in Wonderland inspiration, but I agree with you that the hair was very Rapunzel. Mm. So very, it's, it's a great interpretation of bows, isn't it? Like very on brand for put, Sakura. Yeah, where am I going to put these bows? I need a lot of hair. Cool. So Jan, Jan was one of my favourites this oh, week. So wow, the, so that Jan was has, good. Jan has gone on a lot about her. Like, do you know what? I'm I'm not so multi talented, but I'm also fashion. And this is the first time that she gave me like an amazing fashion. Look. I loved it. The voodoo doll, and it reminded me of for anybody out there who's a fan of Dracula. It was a bit like Loris's look in the first episode of season one with this kind of like voodoo witch. And it reminded me of that Pokemon Banette. Mm. That's the the voodoo doll. Do you know what I love about is that like you know obviously it's beautiful fashion but uncomfortable because of the way it looks it's supposed to make you uncomfortable yeah what also makes me uncomfortable is the fabric like yeah. when i think of that Burlap fabric sacking, yeah when it? i feel when i think of that fabric touching my skin i just mm. get like goosebumps and i think that added on to the aesthetic added on to the fashion i mean yeah. she's just delivering to every sense all yeah. the senses and the the buttons were really cleverly done she clearly like thought buttons hmm button eyes and a yeah, voodoo doll very good and the stitching and the asymmetry of it was all fantastic one of the best looking at um heidi heidi just looked like a very good version of serena chacha's <laughs> do you remember serena chacha her who can forget serena chacha um it's uh what is it it's uh 
uh, soft uh, sculpture. Soft, soft sculpture. sculpture. I think you'll find yeah. it soft sculpture. <laughs> soft sculpture. Uh, I just felt like it was it was that really really yeah. Uh, it was very reminiscent of that, even the weave. That the weave wearing. was reminiscent. The weave, yeah, the yeah. weave, and the costume was very reminiscent of it. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of this look, Heidi. Um, mm. Not a fan of it at all. I don't like how the nose wasn't. Like she's wearing a Pinocchio nose, but it wasn't blended into her face. Um, That's right. When I think back to Milk's Pinocchio look, mm. I seem to remember that prosthesis being better blended. This is actually just kind of like stuck on. And yeah. I mean, it was a fun, cute idea, and I loved her story behind it, where she was the the when she was on the track team, and she was like. I'm a oh, real boy. Honey, honey, there's a story when you're suffering. Every time you you didn't do well, there's going to be a story. <laughs> but she did do well. She, she didn't need to defend herself. Yeah. They, they loved the costume. And it was it was cute, but I get what you mean. It wasn't the most polished. Yep. Yeah. Better um, than I could do, though. Next, we got Gigi. And you know what? I've... Mm. I... I do like it. So Gigi, I love the strength of the colour and she was like a tall glass of Fanta. I thought Fanta orange. Yes, it's very 3D the way that the colours of the, the buttons are there. Yeah. It's like moving self-sculpture. Is it self-sculpture? It's a self-sculpture. It's a self-sculpture, yes. I, I really, really do like it. It's very, it could be like the Phoenix. It gives me mm. the Phoenix vibes. But it's fiery, but to me it gives me like orange, summery. Like I I, I want, she's like a, a drink that I want to drink. Mm. I'm thirsty. She's thirsty. Delicious, delicious. Yeah. No, no, that is that is good. That is stunning. I do like it. I mean, it's a very, very like classic, easy silhouette. It's just yeah. a blazer with high boots, um, which is the, the first reason I didn't like it was it was just a very, very commercial mm. suit with high it, with high boots but I, I mean it was quite i thought it was quite chic overall and I, I liked her commitment to the color palette because she had that bright orange hair as well. Let's look at Jackie Cox, okay? So, I love Jackie. This wasn't my favourite. I think this is ugly. So, this is a really similar silhouette to what Jackie wore when she walked into the run into the workroom the first time. And I wonder if it's going to be a bit of a theme because it, it gives me like Shirley Temple, Julie Garland, Ju- Julie Garland, Judy Garland, Julie Garland, Julie Garland. Yeah, we're all very familiar. Judy Garland, kind of like little girl, kind of like silhouette. And I'm not a big I'm fan Sweden. of it. Yeah, Lollipop. very that. It's kind of like in this Battenberg color scheme. Her, I don't know. I think you know what her face can easily in that paint look like alaska yeah yeah um just a side note mm. just thought i'd drop that in no i didn't like it i didn't like i was the, the biggest fan of yeah. this one she made, she made reference to the pearly queens of london which was an interesting reference point i always think of pearly queens as actually being like quite monochrome they the buttons were like black and white and you know that kind of color palette so yeah i, I know what you mean Vido, widow Vido, Vido, Vido fondue widow fondue and eh. that i mean do you know what? i'm over clowns i'm over clowns as a point of reference i think it's like it's a really unimaginative way of like being oh i'm being edgy because people are scared of clowns i'm gonna be a scary clown uh much as i love widow this wasn't my favorite no it's it's just uh, you know it's like a clown like yeah. n- not even like a high fashion clown on season 12 RuPaul's Drag Race there's mm-hmm. nothing fashion about it it's I feel like I can find her on the yellow pages for a kids <laughs> party like I would you not know not invite her to any 
child that I, mean, I know just parties. looks like a clown after a gig like hey i do children's parties <laughs> um i do birthdays and bar mitzvahs um yeah and it's, it's not even it doesn't even look like drake it looks like an, an actual male clown yeah it's, i it's, mean this is a i think she's going for androgyny but veered into no there's no actually. and there's no androgyny in there it's it's all i see is messy man <gasps> i just saw a messy man all i see is messy man what, look at that what i will say is that she performed on the runway and that was good she 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 embodied the character oh yeah that widow von don't you ever wear this again <laughs> she yeah no no i mean uh-uh no mm-hmm. No, sir. Refund. I want to take it back. Take it back. <laughs> now, Crystal, much as I love Crystal, I felt like this was a little bit cheap and tacky. And it just reminded me of Trixie Mattel's worst drag runway look in season seven. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're you know, right. It's like somebody trying to... I think she probably was trying to go for like cheap, gaudy, tacky. Um I didn't think Michelle's critique of her makeup was fair. That's her makeup. Michelle get, goes in a bit on the girls with really distinctive makeup looks. I love her paint. Mm. I love the way that she paints a smile on. I love those bold eyes. Um, that's, I'm not critiquing that at all. I just thought this out. I've seen her do better. That's all. This is a bit blah. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I like it because it's cutesy. So it's not a fashion, but it's cutesy. I feel like you're and undermining I, and, me. And I, <laughs> I agree with you with Michelle picking up on them. On girls who have a different paint, because by that standard, like you don't talk to her. Like, there's so many queens who paint perfectly, but yeah. they paint woman. Yeah, but she doesn't say, "I want you to change it up." Yeah, she never says them. I want you to do a, a bold. Yeah, I want you to come next week, and I want you to do something look. else. She yeah. doesn't do that to the girls who do that look. It, she seems to pick on girls who do non-traditional types of yeah. Um, painting. Yeah, and I, and I and I really need to feel that just as much as you critique the face, um, you need to apply that same standard to everyone, and also then do that to the, everyone's fashion. Yeah, because not everyone's fashion is the same. The same way everyone doesn't paint. Agree, completely agree. Thank yeah. you. Cool, Nikki. Nikki Dole. Now, I on the whole, I've loved Nikki's look so far, and this was a bit of a misfire. I liked, I liked the fact that she had a concept behind it, and it was uh, what did she say? It was Cinderella in her atelier, just trying to like get that dress made. And there were bows, and I, I really liked the button fascinator, but overall, it looked a bit hodgepodge. I didn't like it at all. I th- I didn't, and I know that. It was really reminiscent of Valentina's um, yeah. fashion look in All Stars. You know, the one where she went off. Yeah. You know? Was that uh, the Curves and Swerves runway? And it didn't even, I didn't even figure out how it fitted the theme at the time. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. It was very much like she was, Valentina was saying, it's very conservative. So it's very, very fashion. It was mm. someone, some designer did it. And, you know, like if, if she yeah. knew fashion, then she'd know that. And I know that people are looking at this and Nikki's and saying, oh, you know what? It's very, very high fashion conceptual. The thing is, RuPaul's Drag Race is not Milan, Paris. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race is played on TV. Anyone with internet or subscription has access to the show and therefore your clothes is commercial yeah as your clothes is made to um for everyone's appetite okay so don't 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 say that well you know what it's high fashion you won't understand it i have to understand it you're trying to please me you want me to follow you on instagram make me happy you want me on you want me on twitter do something about it but like you can't hide behind the whole thing that it's fashion and like a lot of people do do things that are fashion forward but they look Mm. at what's fashion 
fashion, what's made mainstream and what can be accepted and appreciated by the average average fashionista. Schmoes like us. Nikki, I thought that this was, it was it's ugly. She's gorgeous from the neck up. Yeah, it's it's just really ugly. By the way, trend alert, fairy tales. Mm. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland, Pinocchio, Cinderella. It seems like buttons and bows conjures up that idea in drag queens. The next one we're going to talk about now was Aiden Zane. Aiden Zane. And this is... <laughs> I'm making it happen. <laughs> this is... This is garbage. I'm sorry. What? How dare you? <laughs> how how dare you how, how come dare into you? season 12, <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race, which is now on mainstream television, wearing the same wig mm-hmm. for the fifth time. And you know what? And there's only bows on the... And she's wearing a big sweater a big pink That's sweater what it is it's a big sweater it's barely a sweater it's, dress i where i've got this <laughs> in that color i've got i've got that color <laughs> i mean it just look and she's got bows on the top it just looked like the bows from her head because her her head's full of bows it just looked like the bows fell off and yes. landed on the top part of her like dandruff <laughs> and she just walked down there going oh well this is the best i can do it looks unfinished it is just i mean I don't know, like you. This is where this is where she loses me because yeah. she's like, I'm kooky, I'm unique, uh, you know, like I, I'm horror. I have not. You are not consistent with your brand, honey. The the and, only horror thing about it was that she had like a reptilian. No, the, the horror is that it's horrible. It was. It's um, just horrible. It's it just like too I, similar a silhouette to her spring look. It was the same sort of shift dress. Although this was a worse dress. It was, like you say, it was a schlumpy sweater dress. She should have the, been in the bottom just for, for this look. You know, given all the positive things we've said about her performance, it was a terrible look. The 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 bows were a complete afterthought. It looked crafty. They were tiny. They were too localized. It was just like the... The other thing was as well, she she said it was like Lisa Frank inspired. It was nowhere near like psychedelic or intricate enough to give give us Lisa Frank. She can't even use the whole like, you know, Chanel and the simplicity. Mm. No, because if you're going for simplicity, if even for Chanel, that's too too much to be simple. And it's too simple to be on the show. I think this is like my my boot of the week to, to, to nick it from Raja and Raven because it was just so simplistic it felt like no thought had gone into it yeah at least at least like Nikki there was a concept and it, it misfired but she really really tried let's move on to our last queen walking down that it's runway two more. which There's is two more no oh yes yeah, sorry um Britta let's go about Britta Britta looked no. gorgeous Britta is a seasoned and polished queen mm-hmm. Okay, this Tahine for Lole knows how to paint for herself. She knows um, how to apply the right wigs yes. for her face and her body. Mm-hmm. She knows her shape. She she just knows herself. Do you know what I mean? She's not someone who does a gig here and there. Yeah. Like every other week. You know she's working every day. Yeah. You know. Brit is so consistent with her look. She always looks polished. She knows her body. Completely agree with you. Her f- her face is painted beautifully. Her wigs are beautifully laid. Um, in this one, she was like a Cindy doll, just, you know, mincing down that runway, cinched. And 
It's funny you say Cindy though because that's a drag queen in New Zealand. Oh really? In the Fob Club and in, in a Polynesian club. Oh right, okay. Um Cindy, Cindy oh something like in Cindy. In the UK Cindy was like the the like second rate party. So it's probably mm. not much of a compliment so she's Cindy. Um I, I like I like lovely. I like the idea of the kind of the gap. I liked it a lot better when I saw it the second time around. I liked the gap with the bows and the uh, applications of the buttons. She looked gorgeous. Yeah. And then another fave and look. Sh- Sherry Pie blew it out of the park. So this this solidified the week's win. Yes, it did. For RuPaul and everyone. That is, that's how you do horror, Aiden. It really was. Like, Aiden, have a little look around. Aiden. Aiden, do you want to? Why you, Aiden? Why is a campy queen out horroring you? <laughs> oh! Like, but it, my the storyline I saw here was like Uncle Fester from the Adams family. Yes, had yes. A, had a baby with Baby Jane from whatever happens, Baby Jane. Dropped off the baby with Mia Farrow in that flat, and this was the out, the very very unfortunate outcome. But also, I was getting slight Mimi on first vibes. Were you? Just in the face. Do you remember when she did her out of space? Like, mm. I'm I'm just getting Uncle Fester does drag. Absolutely. From the end. Such but strong Fester vibes. Amazed. This is a shoot. This oh, is a total shoot. an amazing look for Sherry. She, this is, this is great. Such a good interpretation of the theme because I think there was, there was the, like, the thing that came to mind for so many of the girls was like, oh, bows and buttons are sweet kind of thing. And they went for very sweet looks. And she and Jan were both smart enough to be like, right, well, I'm going to go for sweet. They're so saccharine that it's actually sour and horrible. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to go for this. Yeah. And I really like this. Look. Hands down. Amazing. Amazing. I believe um, obviously a lot of stuff going on around Sherry Pie, which we've already addressed and we're not going to revisit. But her, she had a designer who did most of her looks yes. for this season who deserves such props. I wish we knew who it was. So um, we can that information drop. is accessible. Yes. Um, on Jake Yonsei's page. Yeah, please no, go. actually, it is. These guys, if, yeah, if you want to give props to this designer, go visit Jake Yonsei. Yeah. Um, so the top two was... Who the top? The top two was... Well, the top three were... The Jack, top three was... Jackie, Sherry, and Heidi. The winner was... Sherry! Congratulations. And the bottom two was Nikki Doll. Bottom three were Dahlia, Nikki, and Crystal. And the bottom two. The bottom two who had to lip sync was Nikki Doll and Dahlia. Now let's talk about this lip sync. Don't you. And I've said this already. (laughs) This is season 12 of RuPaul's Bloody Drag Race. That was, has to go in history as one of the worst. I thought it was going to be a double elimination. I still think it should be a double elimination. So double eliminations have been delivered in the past for better performances. Um, The only two to my mind are Vivienne Panay versus Honey Mahogany. And um, That's Exclamation Point versus Layla McQueen. Have there been other... Doubles. I think they're the only two. I don't know, but um, but even Vivian Panay, <laughs> even her lip sync could have outsassed both of these. I don't. I mean, it was such a lackluster 
I mean, they did nothing, and then they were even. You know what? Even if you couldn't lip sync to Ariana mm. Grande's um problem, you had the rap part of Iggy Azalea where you could have come to life and then done something. So I will say, and then that, there's that big beat drop where you could yeah. have done anything. I will say that Nikki did at least become more. Um, like a Nikki knew her words. Dahlia didn't. It was <laughs> it was clear. Um, Nikki did become more lively during the the kind of mid late rap. Um, so if you're going to keep anybody in this situation, yes. And actually, I think they want to keep Nikki for next week's challenge, which is a fashion challenge. Um, Dahlia, like also Dahlia was looking at the camera instead of the judges. Like I've never ever in a previous lip sync seen a queen look at the camera so much and break the fourth wall. They look at the judges. That's who they're performing to. No, they're performing to the viewers. But they don't. They're not looking at the camera. They're performing because the judges' table is off center. Mm. It's off to the side. I'm not even. I'm not even worried i don't even care about her not lip-syncing to the judges she wasn't lip-syncing period she uh, wasn't she didn't know her words <laughs> she she wasn't even moving right like her movement was just off like she was she just felt like the, i felt like they were both you know like when you're just doing everything half mm. and half like there was no commitment to anything like yes maybe nikki performed a little bit better than dahlia but that's not saying anything like nikki yeah. also was bad um this was worthy of a double elimination um mm. you've been touched by an angel girl <laughs> so make the most of it yes. i will say dahlia i think she was shocked to be in the bottom two and was kind of over it and that unfortunately translates into the lip sync mm. Uh, well, that's all we got. That's it. That well, is episode we three. clarify that Dahlia went home? Everybody well, knows that. Yeah, everyone's knows. watched the episode. If, um, Dahlia went home, but yes, she, but it should have been both of them, Dahlia in had, my like, opinion. You know, she was a little bit stroppy as she wa- walked off. Oh, that was... A, she, was, she, was kind of, she was very in her feelings, isn't she? I was living for it. You know, mm-hmm. how she walked off and they're like, yeah, go, go, yeah. And she just yeah. put her hands up and everyone just stopped. And she just I've never seen out. a queen do that before. I wanted her to just... I thought she was going to go into the workroom and like like cuss out the cameraman. Mm. Like, I'm not going to write in the mirror. I, th- I wanted... Yeah, I yeah, really yeah. wanted that. I really wanted that I moment. Would, that would have been better. That would have been awesome. That would have been like, yeah, stop. she was that bitch. She's that bitch. Can we just say as well, guys, we are having trouble locating um, Untucked and we're really going to do our best to keep up to date with Untucked, but it's not on our usual streaming platforms at the moment. Mm. So we don't know what happened in Untucked, but we're going to investigate. Yeah. And maybe we can report on that next week when we come back with episode four. What I would like to say, the next episode looks really intriguing. It's very, it's a ball. It's a ball based Okay. Episode. But from the clips I saw, the only close-ups of the queens in the runway that I saw were Jada and Crystal, and both were literally wearing balls. I don't know. Did you see this? No. Okay. So Jada was wearing like lots of white balls on her, and Crystal had like bubblegum kind of balls all over her. So I think it's a literal. I think the look is literally balls. Okay. We'll have to see till next week. Wow, that's my projection. <laughs> People will find out next week anyway when they listen to the podcast. I don't know why you had to do a little mini preview. Also, there's like a Bumblebee's mini challenge. Mm. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Okay, well, we all are. So make sure you join us next week for another episode of Spinning the GNT with myself, Bolo, and Dr. Tom. We'll see you next time. Lots of love, guys. See Bye. You soon. Bye.